the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Let me say this about Larry Elder. You know the old saying, familiarity breeds contempt. Well, I am familiar with Larry Elder for decades, and it just breeds more respect. And he has announced his candidacy for President of the United States. I look forward to seeing him uh, in, in the public on the stage of potential nominees for the Republican Party because he will blow minds. So, Larry Elder, I got to say, I think that if you're the nominee, I think you got a great chance of winning. When you open your mouth, people hear things they have never heard before, in part because of your knowledge and because you make sense. And with that introduction, welcome. <laughs> well, Dennis, as always, thank you very much for having me. And by the way, uh, your fingerprints are all over this announcement, as your fingerprints were all over my announcement for governor in the recall election. By the way, my website is elderforpresident.com, and I'm asking people to throw a little something in the tip jar. Before we get started, though, Dennis, if you don't mind, as always, when I listen to your show, you say so many things that are provocative. Uh, you were talking about Leah Thomas and saying, how can this uh, man sleep at night? And I could not agree with you more. Uh, aside from being able to just obliterate women when he was a mediocre swimmer, it seems to me when you decide you're going to compete against women and suddenly you begin destroying them, it seems to me there should be some sort of pang of conscience that says something about this is not right. The fact that that doesn't seem to be the case with, with him or her is amazing. It would be almost as if Joe Lewis, competed against lightweights or middleweights or welterweights. Uh, the reason in men's boxing they have categories is because they want the competition to be fair. And somebody really, really heavy can destroy somebody really, really light, irrespective of how good the lightweight uh, fighter is. The other thing that, that came up was you're saying that uh, many of the academic studies, when people try to replicate the results, they couldn't do it. Probably one of the most famous academic studies in the area of economics, and as you know, I'm a huge fan of economics, it's something called the Kruger, Kruger card study that purported to stand conventional wisdom on its head and show that when we jack up the minimum wage, it in fact improves things. Uh, New Jersey and Pennsylvania are adjacent states. One state raised the minimum wage, the other one didn't. Uh, and the card Kruger study purported to show that the state that raised the minimum wage, contrary to conventional wisdom, actually saw an, in- an increase in employment. But when researchers tried to replicate the results, they called employers and asked them for payroll cards as opposed to just getting their thoughts about whether or not they hired or didn't hire people. And it turned out uh, when they got actual hard evidence, it turned out just as people would have thought, the state that raised them in a way relative to the one adjacent to it that did not suffered uh, in terms of, of increased, less, less, less increased employment. So it confirmed conventional wisdom. And that card Kruger study was cited by Democrats up to including Bill Clinton to show that, well, contrary to popular belief, we can raise the minimum wage and it won't do any harm. And by the way, Milton Friedman once said, the minimum wage is the most 
anti-black law on the statute books because the people most most hurt by that are low-skilled black people who can compete uh, based upon willing to charge less for their wages compared to whites. At one time in 1940, a black teenager was more likely to be employed uh, than a white teenager, something that seems almost impossible today. Final thing, and then I'll shut up, Dennis, uh, the, the caller who recommended that you uh, sit in or take over for Tucker Carlson's spot, I couldn't agree more. You have all the qualities uh, without any of the downside of some of the talk show hosts who are perceived, rightly or wrongly, uh, as being incendiary. There's a reason that Don Lemon is gone. Uh, there's a reason some of these other people have gone. Uh, you would be the antidote to all of that. So hopefully Fox News is listening, and they will give you a call. Well, I must say, <laughs> uh, I'm very touched, number one. Number two, that you could uh, explicate on just three l- points made in two minutes. <laughs> you're like you're like the biblical exegetes that I use when I write my Bible commentary. I, you, you know, on one verse, there should be a Larry Elder biblical commentary on current events. And I, and I mean it. And it, you know what this reminds me of? The great days when you and I were, were together on radio and, right. and, and the, the, the joy that both of us had. All right, so let's get into the nitty-gritty, Larry. What distinguishes your campaign from the other? And so there are some fine people, thank God. Uh, what distinguishes your campaign? Well, you're right. There are fine people, thank God. We have a very deep bench. We're lucky to have somebody like Ron DeSantis uh, who might run. And Donald Trump, of course, has a record he could probably run on. Uh, there are very good people in this race. Uh, what I think I bring to the table that, are, that is somewhat different is a couple of things, Dennis. The Democrats love to take a knife and put it in the mustard of racism and smear it on virtually every issue they can think of, making the argument that America remains systemically racist. They do that. Uh, because they want black people to be angry, uh, to feel aggrieved, to feel like victims, so that they can say, we wear the white hat in this fight, and these SOBs, Republicans over there, they wear the black hat. Without getting that nearly 90, 95% uh, vote from blacks, the Democrats cannot win at the presidential level, so they have to tell black people uh, how oppressed they are. I can refute that, I think, in ways that perhaps uh, others can't more convincingly and with greater passion. And it's not just a lie that the police are systemically racist against black people. Uh, A lot of people believe silly lies. They don't really have any real-world consequence. This does. The police are pulling back. It's called the Ferguson effect or the George Floyd effect. They're not engaging in proactive policing. And as a result, one Thompson Reuters study found that there are literally thousands of people who who are dead, who otherwise would be alive, if the police were doing their normal proactive policing job. Uh, it is causing people to get killed. Climb up in New York, climb up in Chicago, climb up here where we are in Los Angeles, and those who are most hurt by that are the very black people the people on the left purport to care about. You know about my dad's story. My dad left home at the age of 13. I never met his biological father, so it's not necessarily a death sentence. Dirt poor, I mean literally dirt poor, uh, dirt roads in Athens, Georgia, Jim Crow South where he was born. My dad became a Pullman porter on the trains, which is why he came out to California, made a mental note that California seemed less racist because, after all, you could walk through the front door of a restaurant and get served. My dad made a mental note, maybe someday I'll relocate to California, Pearl Harbor. He joins the Marines, gets out, can't get a job. Uh, he ends up cleaning toilets uh, full time. And then in his late 40s, 
saved up enough nickels and dimes to start a small cafe in the Pico Union area. Uh, you met my father, Dennis. When my dad retired at the age of around 82, he lived in 95, and my dad died based on the property they owned where the restaurant was, the little property next to it, plus the houses they have in the family. My dad's net worth was a little bit under a million dollars. This is what you can do in America if you work hard, believe in God, believe in family, and believe in patriotism, even after, even as America was not living up to its values. My dad was a lifelong uh, Republican. My mom, as you know, Dennis, lifelong Democrat. And they would have uh, verbal battles over the kitchen table, but nobody accused the other one of being a fascist or only caring about the rich. They were able to debate issues civilly. I can do that. I think I can make some people who are moderate, sane, rational Democrats and independents at least recognize that maybe you don't accept what I'm saying, but you know that I'm coming to the debate in good faith. The other thing, Dennis, is the absolute thing that all of us, that our side does not talk enough about, and that is a large number of kids who come into the world in America without a father in the home married to the mother. 40% of all American kids, 70% of black kids, half of Hispanic kids, 25% of white kids, which was the same percentage of blacks back in 1965. What we've done with our welfare state is we've incentivized women to marry the government and incentivize men to abandon their financial and moral responsibility. And we don't talk enough about that. So I want everybody who just heard that uh, to imagine a national forum on the debate stage for somebody like Larry Elder or specifically Larry Elder to say that. Uh, I think that this is this is just groundbreaking stuff for people to hear from you. For you to m- make that claim, we're not victims. Please understand how you're hurt. I mean, the Ferguson effect and the Floyd effect on policing, why isn't that more persuasive to to black America? Because, Dennis, they haven't heard the argument, which Mm -hmm. is one of the reasons why I'm running. Mm -hmm. Uh, Listen to this, Dennis. Uh, A young black man aged 10 to 34 is 13 times more likely to be murdered than a young white male same demographic, and almost always the murderer is another young black male. Again, this is because of the lack of fathers in the home. The media will jump all over it when a white cop kills an unarmed black person. Never mind the police kill more unarmed whites every year than they kill unarmed blacks. Uh, It is a lie, and therefore the people who believe that lie are completely, totally wrongheaded about it. There's a magazine called policemag.com. And those who are self-described as very liberal were asked, how many unarmed black men did the police kill in 2019? Then if half of the self-described very liberal people thought the police killed 1,000 and 8% thought they killed 10,000. As to the regular liberal people, 39% thought the police killed 1,000, 5% thought they killed 10,000. The answer, according to the Washington Post database, was 12. One, two, 12. This is how misled people are. Uh, and that's why so many people are angry when they see uh, a news story about a, a white cop killing an unarmed black person because they have no blooming idea how rare it is. In, in a nutshell, I'd love I'd love to ask you on every single burning issue. So I'll take one one more right now. Inflation. Well, inflation. The classical definition is too much money chasing too few goods, and that's because of all the printing of money over the last several years, uh, paying people not to work. Uh, and the war on oil and gas, which has caused our gas prices at one point to double. Now they're down, now they're about 50% more than they were at the beginning uh, of, of Joe Biden's term. 
Uh, one of the things we can do is increase productivity. You do that by lowering taxes and lowering regulations. One of the things that Donald Trump did that made the economy perform so well was to cut regulations. That's not sexy. People can't see it. People don't really see how burdened businesses are by useless, unnecessary, burdensome regulations. So cut regulations, cut taxes, uh, cut the burdens off people who produce things and produce goods and services, uh, stop printing money, uh, and we need to have an amendment uh, to restrain spending because... Yes, all right, hold on there, Larry. Are you on the road now a lot, Larry? I I am, Dennis. I was just in Iowa at the Faith and Freedom Coalition where... Uh, President, uh, former President Trump spoke, Tim Scott spoke, Asa Hutchinson spoke, um, and uh, a few others. Uh, and uh, speaking of Iowa, it is a state that has true school choice, where the money follows the child within the other way around. Eighty-five percent of black eighth graders, these are 13-year-old kids nationwide, can neither do math nor read at grade proficiency. Eighty-five percent. And almost half of them can't do basic math. Uh, and that means a large number of black 13-year-olds are functionally illiterate, and yet we don't have school choice that's proven to improve test scores, reading, math, uh, graduation rates, and parental satisfaction. It's an outrage, an absolute outrage. By the way, Dennis, regarding your sitting in for Tucker Carlson, he makes $20 million a year. I'm not sure you could take the pay cut, Dennis. That's hilarious. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.